Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. All right, so we got lots of earnings here in the after hours, and that includes uh, Electronic Arts uh, coming out with the results stock uh, just a little bit lower as we speak, Corey. A fascinating company, so important. And people spending more time playing video games, maybe video games from electronic arts than even going to the movies. It's, a, it's such a giant industry and, and worthy of our attention, which we will give it in just a moment with our Bloomberg Intelligence Video Game Analyst. But first, to lead us in business news, headlines from Charlie Pellet. All right. Slew of earnings after the closing bell. Thank you, Corey. Amazon uh, moving lower right now. Disappointing report there. Shares down 1.9%. Spencer Soper covers Amazon for Bloomberg News. He was interviewed moments ago right here on Bloomberg Markets. Well, they're pre- projecting a potential loss next quarter and that always spooks investors so you know their their operating income guide is always a mile wide but the low end of it is in negative territory and 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 that's got people uh people worried and expenses are up substantially um you know rising faster than than their their very healthy revenue growth also reporting after the bell starbucks its sales surged in china last quarter helping validate the company's wager that it can turn the country into its biggest growth engine u.s stocks lower today the s&p 500 index slumped two to 2475, down one tenth of one percent. Nasdaq down 40, down six tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials, another record. The Dow higher by 85 points to 21,796, a gain there of four tenths of one percent. Gold up 9.30 the ounce to 1258, up seven tenths of one percent. The tenure down 8.30 seconds, yield 2.32 percent. And gold, uh, or I should say crude oil up 40 cents here, 49.15, uh, closing above 49 dollars again there of eight tenths of one percent i'm charlie pellet that's a bloomberg business flash thank you very much charlie pellet you're listening to bloomberg markets on bloomberg radio press the star button these hoes to press the star button yeah press the star button to play your uh game and we are talking about the gaming companies right now because uh electronic arts just out uh with their latest quarterly release uh let's uh, take a look at the quarter matthew canterman is telecom and video game analyst at bloomberg intelligence our in-house group of analysts uh, he joins me uh, in our bloomberg 1130 studio he's been pouring over the results matthew good quarter for this company great quarter um revenue eps margins all beat Guidance for 2Q a little light. We'll chalk it up to conservatism. You know, they tend to be conservative heading into the big sports refresh. They kept the full year intact. Again, I think there's just conservatism there. They got a lot of great games coming out in the second half of the year. A new Star Such Wars as. game. Yeah. A new Star Wars Battlefront, which is going to be huge. It's three times the size as the predecessor game, which came out two years ago. They have a great new Need for Speed game coming out. I played it at E3. I'm really excited for it. I love Need for Speed. New FIFA NBA Live is coming back. The pipeline is fantastic for this. FIFA is huge, right? FIFA is enormous, and it just continues to grow. And you yeah, know, give, give give us a sense of that because we're still in a world where most people aren't gamers. Uh, there's an argument against that too that says if you include all the candy crushes of the world, most of us are gamers. But most people aren't uh, hardcore console gamers, and yet the the size of this business is massive. Yeah, I mean, the industry as a whole is a over a hundred billion dollars on pace to almost get to one hundred ten billion dollars this year globally. Um, you know, roughly half of that is mobile. So take that out. About 35 billion is the console market. 
Um, you know, FIFA is one of the largest console games that's annually refreshed. It's anywhere between $500, $600 million just in the core game sales, but they also sell extra content on top of that, which is another, you know, $200 million on top of that, plus or minus. It's a huge market. And is there enough room for all the competitors? I mean, Electronic Arts is out today, but you've got Activision, Take-Two, Zynga, all coming out next week. I mean, are they all firing on all cylinders? They really are. And I think what you're seeing in this industry is the biggest keep getting bigger in the sense that gamers are demanding more complex experiences, bigger games, better games, richer graphics. That all requires more investment. The biggest companies have the biggest balance sheets, the biggest margins to invest in more complex games continue to organically take market share and really dominate. But mobile and apps has, has kind of made it easier, right, and cut out some of the cost of actually an, of having to create an actual game and put it in retail. The barriers to entry on mobile are definitely lower, but one thing that you started to see last year, particularly in China, but it's it's coming to the West, is is a shift to what Nuzu, which is a third-party data provider, calls high-fidelity games, games that are more graphics-rich, 3D graphics instead of 2D graphics. And those games grew 49% last year versus 13% for, for non-high-fidelity games. So high-fidelity games are starting to take market share. Okay. It's only about 8% of the market in the U.S. It's about 15% globally because it's so heavily in China, but that's where it's going. That plays to the same strengths of all the largest companies. So um, the, my favorite video game uh, to watch is not uh, Need for Speed or FIFA or NBA Live or uh, 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 um, uh, all right, come on, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Just say it. What is the battle between uh, <laughs> Battlefront and Call of Duty? Where do we stand in the battle between uh, Electronic Arts and uh, Activision Blizzard? Well, you can definitely say that EA won won the battle last year with Battlefield One versus uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. It was, a, you know, Activision's game last year. You know, was was a self admitted flop. But you know, we'll, Call of Duty World War Two this year has rave reviews. It's already looking amazing. That's definitely going to write the ship for them coming out. You know, in November. Um, you know, and then but that's going up against Star Wars Battlefront. So you've got two great games coming out that are multiplayer shooters. So we'll see who wins. But you know, the one the one big takeaway from E three was not that. There was this good game and this bad game. All the games looked fantastic. The biggest thing right now is the fight for wallet share. Where are the dollars going to be spent? Um, and so that's what we need to see as the year unfolds. But, I mean, ultimately, if they all provide great games and content, uh, people will open up their wallets for something from Electronic Arts, something from Take-Two Interactive, something from Zynga. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what we've seen the last few years, and that's why you're seeing the results get so much better, the margins increase, and the shares are reflecting it. I well, mean, the share you, prices are nuts. Take two is up 62 percent this year. You've got Electronic Arts up about 49 percent. I look at, I don't even look at the valuation. Does it make <laughs> sense to even look at the PEs on these puppies, or what? It does, but you you need to take it with a grain of salt, at least versus the historicals, because historically they sold you a game. You paid them sixty bucks, and then they said goodbye to you. Right now, especially with the with the latest generation of consoles, they can sell you in-game content on a recurring basis. So you know, in, in FIFA and across EA Sports games, there's an ultimate team mode, which is a digital trading card game that didn't exist in 2013. That's on pace to be a billion dollars this year. So you know, that's a billion dollars of extremely high margin revenue that didn't exist four years ago. Right, and the high margin aspect, I think you can't uh, emphasize enough. I mean, you know the the cost of goods sold is very low and when it comes to that stuff. Incremental overstates it. So what's the risk in these guys? Um, the, the risk is, you know, a bad game. Obviously, they are still yeah. hit-driven. So like, if, there's a, if there's a bad release, that's definitely number one. It's like a bad no, movie, right? Um, also, yeah. delayed games. You saw with Take-Two, they delayed Red Dead Redemption, and they got, they got dinged for it a little bit. Um, but they recovered very nicely. Um, 
Um, you know, and then also just in general is just competition. And if there's a big economic downfall, of course, consumer spending goes down. That hurts. Um, if there's a big tectonic shift in the, in the hardware cycles, which we don't expect, that's always a risk because people tend to slow down software spending ahead of new hardware. But yeah. the way that hardware is going now, it's, it's incremental upgrades. It's like the iPhone. Everything is compatible with itself. And so whereas historically the Xbox 360, you couldn't use those games on the Xbox One, so everyone stopped buying games. So, you know, there's not a ton of risks left. But don't you think uh, Corey's playing Candy Crush on the weekends? Uh, he may be doing that, but I'm playing Mario Kart on my Switch. <laughs> Matthew Kanerman, he's telecom and video game analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, talking about uh, electronic arts and more. This is Nathan Hager right now. He's playing video games in between <laughs> giving us updates with well, national well. and world news headlines. No? You know, the thing is, it sounds like the name of a video game, Votorama in the Senate, but this yes, is real. They're talking no. repeal and replacement of the Affordable Care Act. Oh, this is likely to be a very long night. Now, it's Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, bracing his members for what's ahead. While dozens of amendments are going to get a vote tonight, a growing number of Republicans are signaling they'll back a so-called skinny repeal of Obamacare. But just so they can get back to the negotiating table with the House. We actually like the term freedom bill a lot better because we think it addresses what this bill actually is. Uh, it removes a lot of those mandates that allow people to have the type of freedom, have states have the freedom that they want. White House spokeswoman Sarah Sanders. House leaders haven't said what their plans are if the Senate passes a health care bill either tonight or tomorrow. The Senate Intelligence Committee is moving forward with a bill to combat cyber attacks as the investigation into Russian election meddling goes on. The panel says this bill would strengthen information sharing with states to protect voting systems and push the intelligence community to be more innovative with overhead satellite systems. President Trump is honoring the first responders who helped save House Minority Steve Scalise's life after last month's congressional baseball shooting. The assault on June 14th reminded us that evil exists in this world, but it also reminded us that heroes walk in our midst, that love triumphs over tragedy. The president presented the Medal of Valor to two U.S. Capitol Police and three Alexandria, Virginia officers. This is Bloomberg. <laughs> 